welcome to The Watcher's Diaries, a weekly podcast all about Buffy. I'm Mary. And I'm Froggy. And this week we're talking about Season 2, Episode 10, What's My Line, Part 2. I don't have any announcement. Wow. Okay. All right. That was simple. Well, we, we're we going to have a special guest. This is true. We are going to have a very special <laughs> guest next week. We are going to have a Mr. Frog. Yay. Oh, he's excited. I'm I'm glad he's excited. I'm excited to have him. Apparently, he has some fun uh, audio surprises worked up for us. So I'm very intrigued. He hasn't even told me what's going on. So Ooh. I don't even know. <laughs> now I'm worried. Intrigued. But also a little worried. Yeah, yeah. He's he's excited to shake things up a little bit and you know, he doesn't have he doesn't have any relationship to Buffy, so he's coming he's he's gonna be our guest who has absolutely no knowledge whatsoever and it's gonna be fun oh this will be good this will be good yeah and he's also busy designing some stuff that we can use for merch and other fun stuff so yes he's he's a very integral part of the team at this point yes yes he has become part of the team the fact that he is not as into Buffy as we are, and yet he is just into what we're doing is probably the best part. The fact that my husband is taking such an interest in our adventure, it, it, it's great. It's it's really great. He's a good Mr. Frog. That's the, you know, he was, that stuff that he was making, he was, he, he took the day off of work and he was just <laughs> fiddling around. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's a good, he's a good Mr. Frog. We like him. We do. We do. We all do. He's 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 dad. Ooh. All right. So what's my line? Part two aired November 24th, 1997, which was a Monday and two days after Mary turned 15. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> um, our synopsis is conclusion. Buffy's co-slayer proves herself when the assassins close in. Meanwhile, Xander and Cordy face the worm man and their feelings while trying <laughs> to save Angel from Spike. Yay! Yay. So, what are our international titles, Froggy? So, we have in Armenian, we have What Is My Way, Part 2. In Czech, What Will I Be, Second Part. Finnish, Visitors, Part 2. French, Kendra, Part 2. German is, and I'm going to say it in German because I love the German, Das Ritual, which is the ritual. Hungarian says it's What Will the Future Bring, Part one, even though it's the second part. Italian, unity makes the strength, second part. Japanese, Buffy's destiny, part two. Polish, slayer, part two. Portuguese from Brazil is what should I do, second part. Romanian, which is my reply, part two. Russian, what is my path, part two. Spanish from Latin America, what is my vocation, part two. And Spanish is what's mine. I like it. I still like Kendra the best because yes. we are highlighting Kendra here. Yes, yes. I like, see, I like Kendra for part two since we do so much with her in part two. Like something different for part one would be cool. Okay. But part two, like I like that it's Kendra 
Yes. Because we're going to learn a lot about Kendra. We are. We are. I really do like Kendra's story. So this is the first time we've really had a two-parter since the pilot. Yep. Our previously on becomes last week on. Yep. And we're given a recap of most of the most important bits of part one. <laughs> then we're right back where we left off. Kendra and Buffy face-to-face in Angel's apartment. Buffy, highly confused, asks Kendra to repeat that last line. She's the what now? <laughs> the Slayer. Yeah, okay. Nice cover story. But Buffy tells her she might want to try it on someone who's not the real Slayer. Kendra tells Buffy it doesn't matter if she kills her. Another will be sent to take her place. Stop! Stop (laughs) with the damn Slayer stuff. Buffy's the Slayer. Nonsense. Kendra tells her there is but one and she is it. At this point, the script refers to Kendra as a take no guff girl with a faintly regal air about her. That's that's very true. Yes, it's a good description. Buffy suggests a scenario. Kendra backs off. She backs off. And Kendra doesn't go all wiggy until they have a chance to talk to Giles. Wiggy? You know, no kicko, no fido. Wow, Buffy, way to be insensitive. That, that's, that's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she was having a very Cordelia moment. She was. She was channeling a bit of Cordy there. Anyway, she catches on that Kendra said she was sent there and asks about it. Why? Why was she sent there? Kendra says her watcher sent her to do her duty, to kill vampires. There is a missing line here. In the script, right after Kendra accepts Buffy's plan, she tells her that her English is very strange. Buffy says, yeah, being woken with an axe tends to make you talk all crazy. (laughs) Meanwhile, poor Angel is still locked in the cage in the back room of Willie's. As the sun pours in through the windows, Angel is forced to huddle in the corner, lest he burst into flames. Poor Angel. I mean, to be fair, if Angel had died there, you know, certain people would still be alive. Yeah, we could have prevented a lot of shit had Angel just died in that back room. I know, I know. Wow. This is going to haunt my dreams now. We could have had it all. We could have. Cue Adele. Yes. Anyway. Anyway, credits. We return from the credits to the library where Buffy is filling Giles in. He asks Kendra about her watcher, and while he's never met the man, he has heard of him. Which surprises Buffy. You mean he's real? As in not made up? He then asks Kendra what she's called, and she starts in on the whole Slayer thing again before (laughs) Buffy tells her he means your name. When she says she's called Kendra, no last name, Buffy remarks, can you say stuck in the 80s? Buffy is still continuing to be cranky this week. She is very cranky. Yeah, I love her whole look here. She's just wearing plaid. She looks very 90s, but she still looks so good. I never looked that good in a flannel shirt. No, never. Giles gives Buffy a look that tells her she is not helping. (laughs) He begins to say how this must be some sort of mix-up when Willow enters. She greets everyone with a hey, and immediately Kendra is there telling her to identify herself, which causes Buffy in turn to tell her to back off. Willow's her friend. Friend? Yeah, friend. As in one she hangs out with. Amigo? She also calls Kendra the Pink Ranger, (laughs) which makes no sense, because if y'all watched Power Rangers, which obviously Buffy is referencing, the Pink Ranger, aka Kimberly, played by Amy Jo Johnson, was a lot more like Buffy. Yes. In personality. Yes. No, that's definitely... But you you know what? Sometimes in the heat of the moment, you say something quickly... You do. And I mean, there's there's a reason this line was put in here. And it's due to the fact that Buffy's stunt double, Sophia Crawford, was also Amy's stunt double on yes. Power Rangers. Yeah. So she was the Pink Ranger. Yes, that makes sense. Kendra says she doesn't understand. And Buffy turns to Giles. His turn. She's tapping out. <laughs> 
Buffy's had enough. Buffy's had enough. She's done. Giles begins to explain to Kendra that there are a few people, few civilians, if you will, who know of Buffy's identity as the Slayer and that they also hang out socially. She looks at Giles frowning. He allows this. The Slayer (laughs) must work in secret for security. Yes. Well, with Buffy, some flexibilities were required. (laughs) Why? Before Giles can start on that list... Willow asks just what is going on. Buffy tells her that there's been a really big mix-up, as Giles explains that somehow another Slayer was called. Another Slayer? Willow doesn't get it. Is that even possible? Giles isn't sure. It shouldn't be. A new Slayer is only called once the old Slayer dies. He looks to Buffy finally understanding. Uh She died. Yep. That night with the master, she technically was dead. Yep. Yeah, but only for a minute. (laughs) Apparently to the powers that be, it doesn't matter how long it was. Kendra gives her a look, asking about it, and Buffy says it was only a little. (laughs) Giles elaborates, saying that Buffy was killed via drowning before she was resuscitated. So then there really is two of them. It would seem so. But this is completely unprecedented, and Giles is flummoxed. Buffy doesn't get why. To her, it seems simple. Kendra being there is clearly a mistake. She's not needed, so send her home. Turning to Kendra, she tells her that really, it's not personal. It's just, well, she's not dead. And so having her there kind of creeps her out. That is, it is a little weird to know that when you died, somebody else, I mean, and and Buffy knows. Buffy knows the whole thing. But you don't expect to actually be face to face with the fact that somebody replaces you when you die. No, because normally you don't get to meet that person. No, because you're dead. Kendra says she can't just go home, that her watcher said all the signs have pointed to a very dark power rising in Sunnydale. Oh, and what is her plan for finding this dark power? Attack everyone and hope she finds a bad guy? No, of course not. Then why the hell did she attack her? Because she thought she was a vampire. Buffy laughs. Looks like a swing and a miss for the rookie. Kendra says she has good reason to think Buffy was a vampire. She saw her kissing a vampire. I mean, Kendra's not wrong. Kendra is not wrong, but Willow is outraged on her friend's behalf. (laughs) Buffy would never do that. Except sometimes when she does do that. But only with Angel. It it is only with Angel, right? (laughs) Yes, only with Angel. I I love how Willow is like, okay, wait, 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 wait. There aren't other vampires that you're kissing, right? At least not yet. Not yet, but there will be. There will be, later. But right now, it's just Angel. Buffy explains that to Kendra, how the vampire she saw her with was Angel, and how he's good. Angel? Does she mean Angelus? Because she's read about him, and he's a monster. Giles confirms that he is indeed good, as Buffy tells Kendra about the curse. The what? The, never mind, just trust her. He's on the home team now. Buffy's going really heavy on the baseball metaphors yeah, in this conversation. Yeah, he, she's, she's really, she's really swinging for the fences here. <laughs> you just had to add one I, more, I huh? did, yeah, yeah, I did, I had to. You're gonna go to your corner. I, you know what, that's fair. That's fair. Kendra tells her that she can't believe her. He looked just like any other animal when she, when she what? Buffy leaves where she was standing with Willow and approaches her. What did she do to him? Kendra hesitates before slowly beginning to answer. She, what did she do? We, the viewing audience, of course, already know what she did. And we take this opportunity to go 
back to Angel, who is not doing well. He's weak, the sun practically on him. But thankfully, or maybe not, there's Willie. <laughs> He's here too, well, not so much save him as make sure he doesn't burst into flames before Spike gets his hands on him. He unlocks the cage, dragging Angel out and dropping him down into the sewer through a trapdoor on the floor. In the sewer, Spike and a few of his minions are waiting. Willie also drops down with a, ta-da, Angel, <laughs> as promised. I love Willie. I do. He's a sleazeball, but I love oh, him. He, he's, yeah. Yeah, he's got, you, you gotta have a character like Willie. And like, I love, you do. I love the fact that he runs a bar that caters to the supernatural population of Sunnydale. Like, yes. What a great business model. Right? Like, that's, that's a really, that Willie, Willie had a good idea. And you know what? Like, I know you don't read the Dresden Files books, but. I did a long time ago. I just haven't. <laughs> read them in a while you have that in the dresden files series too where you have somebody who runs a bar that basically allows all the supernatural elements and it's also a uh, it's also neutral ground so yeah it's a cool it's a cool concept also i want to talk about the fact that i also feel like curling up in a ball when the sun is shining yes the sun is awful as I sit in my bedroom that does nothing to protect me from the light. Oh yeah, see I have curtains. You need curtains. <laughs> Willie tells Spike he'll be good as new in a day or so. Spike begins to have his minions grab Angel while Willie reminds him of his payment. What? Does he not trust him? No, no, of course he trusts him. Like a brother. Spike slaps Willie across the face. Talk and he'll have his guts for garners. <laughs> hey, wild horses couldn't drag the info out of him. Liar. Mm -hmm. Spike crumbles up the last bit of money and drops it in the water, forcing Willie to fish it out. Oops. Willie asks Spike what he's planning to do with Angel, and he tells him he's thinking dinner and a movie. He doesn't want to rush into anything. He's been hurt before. <laughs> Which takes us back to Buffy's and Xander and Cordelia. I think we need to assume that all three of these scenes are happening concurrently. Yeah. Otherwise, it's been a really long time. Yeah, no. I, that the two of them have been in this house. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure that it's just going back and forth, you know. This is what's going on at this moment. This is what's going on at the same moment. Yeah, so there's there's several things happening at once. Going through the makeup case, Cordelia asks if he has anything in a raisin. She knows he wouldn't know it just looking at her, but she is both a summer and a winter. He tells her that the lipsticks are $9.99 plus tax. Yeah, he said that already. What about something in the Barry family? Ignoring her, he asks if there are any other ladies in the house. No, they're not home. And you know, he might want to look into selling something like dictionaries. As she's not sure he zeroing in on the bug crawling oh, out of his sleeve oh. and onto his hand. Oh, no. That's when Xander rejoins them, coming down the steps and asking what's going on. Cordelia explains that Norman is a salesman and that he was just leaving. As she has clued into the fact that something about this guy is not right. Xander begins to usher him out with an okay, Mary Kay, time to, <laughs> but doesn't get to say leave as they notice another bug. Ugh. This one going from Norman's mouth Ugh. to his ear, and that is not okay. Oh, that no. is not okay at all. Oh, no. No, no. So, so not okay. Xander changes his suggestion to time to run, and he and Cordelia take off right as Norman explodes into thousands upon thousands uh, of bugs. No, 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 no. No, no. 
But okay, Mary Kay, which is mentioned here, is a multi-level marketing company known for selling cosmetics. And that's all we're going to say about that because multi-level marketing is gross and predatory. Although we will say Mary Kay is one of the oldest. And one of the reasons why he used that, Xander used that, is because they were known for going door to door. Yes. And meeting housewives and stuff like that. And same with same with Avon. Like those are two mm-hmm. very similar things. But yes, that's yes. Yeah. Yeah. They run towards the back door, but somehow he has beat them there, blocking the way. So they head for the basement, slamming the door behind them. Xander immediately begins stomping on any of the Ugh. bugs that come through, asking Cordy to find something to cover the crack under the door with. Finding duct tape, she hands it to him and he hands her a broom telling her to cover him. As she tries to push the little buggies <laughs> back through the door, he applies the duct tape to the crack, making it so none others can get in. Duct tape has so many uses. So many uses. At Willie's, Buffy and Kendra burst into the back room, Buffy calling Angel's name. He's not there. But looking around the cage, Kendra remarks, there's no ashes. What? When a vampire dies, they burst into ashes. No ashes means she didn't kill Angel. Well, that's good, because now Buffy doesn't have to kill her. (laughs) Willie enters, telling the two of them that he's sensing a lot of tension. Oh, Willie. Kendra immediately goes for him, knocking him to the ground. It leads Buffy to wonder if anyone just ever says hello where she's from. Kendra tells her that this one is dirty. She can feel it. And that's great. Very perceptive. But he's not going to be any use to them if he's unconscious. Picking Willie up off the floor, Buffy holds him against the bar, asking where Angel is. His buddy Angel? Like, he'd let him fry. He saved him. Angel was two seconds away from becoming a crispy critter when he pulled him out. Then where is he? He said he was going to go underground. Recuperate. Looking at him, Buffy asks him if he's telling the truth. He swears on his mother's grave. You know, should anything fatal happen to her? Great. He's not dead. They can return to Buffy's watcher for orders. Orders? Buffy says she doesn't take (laughs) orders. Well, no wonder she died. (laughs) Way to go, Kendra. Yeah. That was a... Yeah, that was that was a that was a solid burn. With a look, Buffy tells Kendra, "Let's go." As they begin to walk out, Willie stops them, asking if either of them has ever considered modeling, because he has this friend with a camera, strictly high class nudes. With a roll of their eyes, they continue to leave as he says they don't have to decide right now. Oh, Willie! Deep down below the factory, Drusilla lays in bed sleeping. Spike leans in, gently waking her, and she tells him that she was dreaming that they were in Paris, and Spike had a branding iron. There were worms in her baguette. <laughs> I love Okay, her. Drew. I, I love Drew. Okay. Spike tells Drew that he brought her something as he drags Angel in. Her sire. Now all they need is the full moon tomorrow and they can kill him. Restore his strength. Spike calls Drusilla his dark goddess, his wicked plum. He kisses up her arm like Gomez does Morticia. Aww. And I just, I, I love, love them so much. I do. I love them. He starts to say how it's been forever. Drusilla finishing that thought as the two of them kiss. Angel, meanwhile, looks like he wants to be anywhere but there. Uh, you know what? When you're watching, when you're watching a couple people doing some PDA, yeah, you feel the same way. You, you, you don't want to be there. Especially somebody who, especially a couple like that, that are really over affectionate. As the kiss ends, Drew asks Spike if she can have Angel just till the ritual. Spike looks hesitant, but as he can deny Drew nothing, he agrees, telling her that she can play, but she mustn't kill him, that he can't die before the ritual. Drew tells Spike to bring Angel to her, which he does a bit roughly, and oh look, there goes Angel's shirt again, <laughs> falling open. <laughs> 
Oh my god. Spike deposits Angel before Drew, and she tells him that he's been a very bad daddy. <laughs> right before she slaps him across the face. <laughs> you know, like you gotta have you gotta have some chest when you're oh, you gotta have when some. you're when <laughs> your poor audience are teenage girls. You gotta have the good looking guy show his chest off, just as a treat. Back at Sunnydale High, Giles tells the girls that he's spoken with Kendra's watcher and that they've agreed the two girls should work together until the matter with Spike is resolved. Something that elicits a less than enthusiastic response from Buffy. Kendra clarifies with Giles that Spike is trying to revive this Drusilla. Yes. Or at least they think so. Her Drusilla is not only evil, she's quite mad. And were she to be at full strength, there's no telling what she would do. Okay. Then they'll stop Spike. Ooh, good idea, Buffy interjects. Go team, charge! (laughs) Giles essentially tells her to knock it off. Yeah, Buffy, Buffy, just... But she continues, saying it's a little more complicated than that. A sentiment on which Giles can agree is he tells Kendra that Spike has called out the Order of Taraka. The assassins? She's read about them. In the writings of Dranius. Oh, what volume? She thinks it might have been six. Buffy wants to know how she knows all this. From her studies? Oh, so she has a lot of free time on her hands. No, she studies because she has to. The Slayer Handbook requires it. Handbook? What handbook? There's a handbook? (laughs) Willow wants to know if there's also a t-shirt. Because that would be cool. Giles tells Buffy after meeting her, he had realized the handbook would be of no use. I mean... (laughs) Okay, hold on. Hold on. Few things. One, why didn't the council inform either Watcher that there were two Slayers? <sighs> Giles is still on the council payroll at this point. So he's got to be filing whatever reports they do. I know he has to report to the council every so often. So, so they know Buffy is still alive. Okay, so here's here's my theory. Here's my theory behind okay. that. We know the council is a bunch of dicks. Oh yeah, they're sketchy motherfuckers. We know, we know this. We know they're a bunch of dicks. So at this point, they are in an unprecedented time where they have two slayers. Mm-hmm. So Kendra is probably somewhere else doing some other slayer stuff. Yes. While Buffy, being that she was the original slayer, is still keeping an eye on Sunnydale. So I feel like they're running some sort of experiment to see how well everything works out. Like, they don't like to tell people anything. This is true. This is true. So They're not sharers. they, They are not sharers. They tell you what you need to know that they believe you need to know. So they're having Kendra do all of her stuff, you know, Taking care of, you know, the other locations, maybe even going to Cleveland sometime, you know, the other Hellmouths sometimes. Oh, that's an idea. Yeah. So they have her because Buffy is based in Sunnydale taking all of that, which we've talked about how there's shit going on all over the world. So Kendra is essentially a backup slayer taking care of stuff way out later. So I can see that. Okay. Yeah. All right, like, I'll believe that. Yeah, it never really like it never really concerned me that Buffy didn't know about Kendra just from what you know about the council. That's fair. Okay, so my other thing, the handbook. Wouldn't the handbook have come up with Merrick? Giles says he met Buffy and decided it would be of no use, but wouldn't he have more realistically assumed that she already had a copy given to her by her first watcher? Probably, but also Merrick probably felt the same way. 
Like, but see, okay, so that's the thing. So yeah. we know Merrick would have also thought the handbook was of no use, given to what he said to Buffy about how she does everything wrong. But she should keep doing so because it works for her. Yeah. But it still would have been a nice moment to remember that Buffy had a previous watcher. Yeah. Oh, like. But still, Giles, like, because look how excited Giles was in Welcome to the Hellmouth when he brought out the big, the big old volume of vampire, and then he was probably like, you know what? she really didn't need doesn't need any of this because also Merrick wasn't around that long like she didn't have him for a terribly long time so Giles may have realized that no she didn't like he, he probably wouldn't have had a chance to do all of that with how old Buffy was so Giles probably was thinking okay here's my chance I can give her the handbook we can go through all this stuff We'll, I'll teach her everything I know. We'll bring her up to speed. And then, oh, no, she really doesn't need the handbook. See, I disagree because oh. I thought we figured out that the timeline was at least at least like six months. Like Buffy was called in September-ish and it was either the like semester break dance or the end of the year dance of that year when the fight with Lothos went down. So she had at least a semester, if not an entire school year with Merrick, during which she trained with him extensively. And he told her about like vampire kings and stuff. So at one point he would have handed her the handbook. I think, honestly, I think he gave her a bridged lesson. Like that's how I always felt about it. Like I always felt that there wasn't enough time to go through everything. So at this, so when Merrick came in, he is telling her the absolute necessities of what she needs to know and may even given her some other stuff to study. But like the handbook, like I honestly, Merrick never struck me as a handbook type of guy. No, Merrick, Merrick was also a, a bit of a rebel. I feel, well, okay. Merrick as presented in the movie was also a bit of a rebel, I feel. Merrick, as we see him in the retcon, yeah. is a bit more like, do to do fit the mold, old white dude, Watcher's Council. Yeah, like, I always, so, honestly, uh, like, I always forget about that Merrick. Mm-hmm. I always forget about the Merrick in the series because Donald Sutherland is so ingrained in my mind. Yes, of course. But yeah, yeah. So I don't know. That's my that's my handbook. Like mm, I don't know about this. Yeah. But anyway, either way, she didn't get the handbook. Either way, yeah. Either way, she's missing the handbook. <laughs> I want the handbook. So do I. Buffy wants to know what he means by in her case. What's wrong with her case? Giles kind of ignores the question <laughs> and asks Kendra if she can show him where in Dramia 6 it mentions the order. He hates to admit it, but he's always had a bit of trouble getting through that one as it's so dense. She agrees. All the footnotes. <laughs> the two of them laugh and Buffy makes a comment about Planet Pocket Protector. <laughs> There's a lot of channeling Cordelia going on oh, this she's, week. Yeah, this, I mean... You know, we've 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 already discussed Buffy's having. She's a, she's a salty slayer this week. Yeah, she's she's having a tough she's having a tough week. So plus, plus all this stuff is happening that she didn't know, and she has a she has a right to be salty. She does. She does. As they approach the doors to the school, Giles tells Buffy that Snyder's been snooping around looking for her. Right, the career fair. He thinks she better put in an appearance. Buffy's a student there. Giles tells Kendra as she is, and Kendra says, "Wait." Let her guess. She's a cheerleader, too. (laughs) 
Well, no, actually, Buffy had to give that up. It's rather a funny story. Buffy's look says that it's not funny. And Kendra and Giles go off to find the book while Willow stays behind with Buffy. Buffy calls Kendra a she-Giles and says that she bet Giles wishes she were more of a bookworm. Willow assures Buffy that Giles is enough of a bookworm for all of them. Yeah, but did she see how they were vibing? That doesn't mean anything. She is always going to be Giles' favorite. She's his slayer. The real one. No one can replace her. It makes Buffy wonder if it would be so bad being replaced. That maybe when this whole thing with Spike is over, she can be like, Kendra, you slay. I'm going to Disneyland. Yeah, but not forever, right? Uh, No, not forever. Disneyland would get boring after a few months. I beg to differ. I was going to say, would it though, Buffy? Would it though? No, you need a whole couple months to get through everything at Disneyland. And then you can go to Disney World and then you can go to Paris and Hong Kong and Tokyo just visit all the Disneyland. Right? Buffy could go on a Disney World tour. Exactly. I think this is an excellent plan. I think we should all do this. No, I'm I'm very much on board with this. But she could do other stuff. Career day stuff. She could have a normal life. Xander and Cordy are still stuck in the basement. <laughs> Did no one think to ask what happened to them? Especially as they were sent to Buffy's house to find her. I think, I think. They got a little distracted by Kendra. by Kendra. You know, it's one of those moments of, oh, shit, we forgot about our other people. Cordelia's pacing back and forth and Xander asks if she can stop or change patterns, something, as she's starting to make him a little queasy. Yeah, because he's just sitting there. He needs to be thinking of a plan. He has a plan. Wait for Buffy. She'll save them. And what if she doesn't find them? Xander reminds Cordelia that they're in Buffy's house. (laughs) She's going to find them. Annoyed, Cordelia moves towards the stairs and Xander asks what she's doing. She's going to see if the assassin's gone. And if he's not, well, it's better than wasting away down in the basement with him. (laughs) They argue, going back and forth and getting ever closer to one another until the tension builds to a point where they just can't contain it anymore and they kiss. Romantic music swelling (laughs) in the background. I like the cheesy romantic music. I love it. And the music, the music builds and builds and builds until it gets to that point. Pulling away from one another, they're both horrified. (laughs) They need to get out of the basement. (laughs) Together, they run up the steps. In the script, their kiss is described as a kiss of steel-melting, ground-shaking intensity. Wow. Yeah. Reaching the door, Xander slowly peels back the duct tape to see if he sees anything. Seeing no bugs, they slowly open the door. Looks like he's gone. They head towards the front door when all of a sudden, bugs begin dropping from Ah! the ceiling onto Cordelia. And no thank you. No, 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 no. Do not want. No. Oh, oh, oh. She runs out of the house screaming and begging Xander to get them off her, which he does with a hose. My question is, though, why didn't Cordelia pull off her sweater? I think she was just panicking at that point. And like, you don't think clearly when you're panicking. Oh, I think I like I probably would have gotten naked in that front yard. <laughs> I would have like shed everything off of me because the bugs are on my clothes. They got to go. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, like getting rid of the sweater wouldn't have taken care of all of them, but it would have gotten the majority of them. <laughs> they climb into her car and she speeds off towards the school where Buffy and Willow are wandering the career fair, still chatting. Buffy tells Willow that according to her test, she should look into law enforcement and environmental design. Environmental design? Like landscaping and stuff? Well, she did check the shrub box, but that was yesterday. So law enforcement is today. As they're talking, Buffy notices Oz looking Willow's way. She tells her not to look, but that there's a cute guy checking her out. Of course, Willow looks and says that it's just Oz. 
expressing computer nerd solidarity. Oh, then why is he coming over? Buffy gives Willow a told you so look as she walks off. The script does describe Oz as having eyes only for Willow. Oz greets Willow and Willow notices that his hair is brown. Yeah, sometimes. He asks Willow if she's going to join the corporate world and become a tech mogul, but she says she's going to finish high school first. What about him? He's not really into computers or work of any kind. He got recruited because he tests well, which is great, but leads to jobs, (laughs) which is not so great. This leads Willow to ask him if he has any ambitions, anything he wants to do. E flat diminished nine. Apparently the E flat is easy, but the diminished nine, it's a man cord. People could lose fingers. Over at the law enforcement booth, Buffy is adding her name to the sign-in sheet. She stands with the others before the police officer manning said booth grabs the sheet to call roll. Calling Buffy's name first, she waits until Buffy identifies herself before pulling her gun. Thankfully, Buffy is fast and (laughs) able to get in there, causing her first shot to go into the ceiling and giving her time to run and jump behind one of the other tables, now overturned due to the chaos. Students scatter and the assassin tries to hit Buffy. Oz goes to push Willow out of the way and ends up getting hit himself. Buffy and the assassin play a bit of cat and mouse until Buffy manages to get the drop on her kicking her gun away. She goes to grab a second firearm but Kendra is there. Together the two slayers face off the assassin who realizes she's lost this round and grabs poor, poor Jonathan as a hostage in order to get out the door safely. She takes off running and Kendra pursues. Buffy goes to check on Willow and Oz. Willow telling Buffy that Oz has been shot. Something Oz says is odd and kind of (laughs) painful. Kendra returns saying the assassin escaped and Jonathan asks if this was a demonstration. (laughs) I love Jonathan. Oh, Jonathan. (laughs) That was a very bold move by the assassin. Right? But I mean, they don't care. No, yeah. I, I feel so bad for these kids. Guidance counselor working overtime. Oh, yeah, yeah. In the library, Giles has the first aid kit out, making sure that Buffy and Willow are okay. Buffy says no way the cop wasn't one of the order. One of the order and way gun happy. Giles asks if the Oz chappy will be okay. (laughs) And Willow, while wrapping Buffy's knee, says the paramedic said he'll be fine. That it was just a graze. Chappy! I just, I love when Giles gets super British. So British. Like, you you forget just how British Giles is because he adapted so well. But the interesting thing is the word chappy is not in the script. So even... Either it was added later or Anthony is just painfully British. Anthony is painfully British. Either way, j'adore. Oh, love him so much. We're not going to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> not this time. No. no later. Later. <laughs> later. Xander and Cordelia arrive about then. Kendra immediately going to question them. <laughs> but Buffy stopping her with a down girl. <laughs> Xander asks, who sponsored Career Day? The English Soccer Fan Association? <laughs> hooligans um a reference most likely put into the script due to the huge riot in trafalgar square in 1996 when england lost to germany in the euro finals oh lord so like this was fresh on everyone's minds yeah giles tells them they had a very violent visit from the order of taraka the order oh xander and cordy just met the king freak (laughs) of the order and hello Xander finally notices Kendra, who it seems has also noticed Xander, now surprisingly shy. So cute. Giles apologizes for not introducing them immediately and tells the new arrivals that Kendra is another slayer. Long, long story. Cordelia just says hello, going further into the library, but Xander, he's intrigued. Another slayer? He knew this I'm the only one, I'm the only one thing was just for attention. (laughs) 
With a roll of her eyes, Buffy hops off the counter and towards the others, telling Xander to just say hello. Xander welcomes Kendra and says, Slayer, huh? He likes that in a woman. It causes Kendra to stutter, unsure and awkward due to having never interacted with a teenage boy before. She calls Xander, sir, (laughs) and says she hopes she could be of service. Yes, good. Great. It's good to be a giver. Buffy, of course, is taking all this in. As Xander approaches the table, Giles asks what the member they encountered looked like. Right about the time Cordelia finds one of his little bugs still in her hair. Throwing it down on the table, she declares she is going to shower. (laughs) As Xander says, that. He looked like that. But a fuck ton more of them. (laughs) Buffy asks him and bug people. What's up with that? I like how many callbacks are in this episode. There is a ton of callbacks in this episode. Yeah. No, no, this is totally different than Praying Mantis Lady. This was a man made up of bugs. Not a man who was a bug. There's a difference. He slams the book the bug had fallen into shut, effectively squishing it. Giles says the important thing is that everyone is all right, at least for now. But it's fairly clear that they're under serious attack. Buffy agrees. The assassins mean business. But fortunately for her, so does Kendra. Also, Giles says they've worked out the remaining elements of Drusilla's cure. They need her sire, and they need to perform the ritual in a church during the new moon. The new moon, but that's tonight. Buffy paces a bit wigged at the mention of Drusilla's sire. They need him? The vampire that made her? Yeah, why? Because it's Angel. Angel is Drusilla's sire. Wow. Xander remarks how Angel got a lot of neck in his day right before Willow smacks him. Not the time, Xander. Good job, Willow. That's right. Willow's just like, shut up. We don't need your bullshit right now, Xander. We do not. Buffy wants to know if the ritual will kill Angel. And Giles says that, yes, there is a very real chance that it will. Then they need to find them. They need to find them. And they need to find them now. Kendra doesn't understand. Angel... Their priority is to stop Drusilla. Xander interjects, saying that Angel is their friend, only he doesn't like him. And Buffy tells Kendra that she has her priorities and Kendra has hers. Right now, they mesh. So is Kendra going to help or is she going to get out of her way? She'll help. Good. Because Spike is going down. You can attack her, send assassins after her. That's all well and good. But no one, no one messes with her boyfriend. Buffy, you have been on one date. I do like her whole thing here, though. I do. I do like it. And yes, let's all go save Angel. We should save Angel. But like, it's a little early for the label. Well, because there was, because later on, I, I forget the episode, but like a later episode down the line, she calls him her lover. Ew. And it's just so weird and awkward. And But like, I think also at this point, like Buffy's had the shittiest week ever. No, she has. So we'll cut her some slack here. So she's she's like, this guy that I like, I call him my boyfriend, but you know, I can't deal with this. It's (laughs) She needs to fight something. She just needs to fight somebody. She needs to hit someone. She needs to get all of this energy out in a way that's not snarky you know because that's how she's been getting it out this whole week she's been snarky she's been bitchy she just needs to hit something now as for angel he is not at all having the fun he was in no way promised oh no no he knew as he he is tied to drew's bed and being tortured with holy water drew pouring it over his chest as she reminds him of the family he killed her mother who used to love lemons and cake and honey until he ripped her throat out. There's more to the scene in the script where Drusilla talks about a hunger that has nothing to do with food. Yeah, I can see why they would cut that out for 
Yeah. Meanwhile, the others keep searching for any information that might help them. Willow's search reveals there are 43 churches in Sunnydale, something Giles thinks is a bit obsessive. Willow talks it up to the Hellmouth vibes. I don't think that's obsessive, but I think that's because G counted that there's like 30 some odd churches of varying denominations. So houses of worship, let's not call them churches because some are temples. Yes, yes. But there are like 30 something houses of worship just on New Hampshire Avenue, like stretching from by my mom's house in the College Park, Tacoma Park area up to like Olney. Yeah, yeah. I think, but I think it also- So 43 in a whole town is nothing. Yeah, yeah. But I think, again, it goes back to the fact that they lead you to believe that it is a tiny little town. No, that's true. Yes. For for a town supposedly the size of Sunnydale, yeah. it's, yeah, no, that's yeah. a lot. And, like, even when you, when you look at the layout in, like, the Slayer Stats book, like, you can see that it's supposed to have that small town feel. So to have, like, that many churches, you know, I can see where, where Giles is coming with that. I love Giles sharing his mints with Willow. Like he just sits down beside her and he pops a mint and he offers her one. And it's just, it's one of those adorable, like yeah, domestic little, dad Giles moments. And like the, the level of comfort that he has with these kids who he, mm-hmm. like they are, they are his children. These, yes, these are his ducklings. Yes. You know, he, he has adopted them. He was very cranky about it at first, but now he is so comfortable with them that they just have this level of familiarity. Xander and Cordy are having no luck. The books they're searching through are full of vampires and demons, but no bug people or cop ladies. Giles hands them another book, telling them to try that, as it has a whole section devoted to the Order of Taraka. From her place in Giles's office, Kendra watches them through the window. Do they also know she's the Slayer? Yep. Buffy answers while sharpening a knife. Did anyone bother to explain what secret identity means to her? <laughs> Guess not. Must have been in the handbook right after the chapter on personality removal. Kendra goes to pick up a crossbow and Buffy tells her to be careful. She assures Buffy that she knows what she's doing. She's an expert in several kinds of weaponry right before she sends a crossbow bolt into Giles's lamp. He asks if everything's okay and Buffy assures him it's fine that Kendra just killed the bad lamp. Kendra says the trigger mechanism must be different. Maybe when this is all over, she can show her how to use it. When this is all over, Buffy is thinking pizza and teen movie fest. Possibly something from the Ringwald oeuvre. Ringwald is, of course, referring to Molly Ringwald, teen actress extraordinaire in the 80s, whose credits include 16 Candles, Breakfast Club, and Pretty in Pink. If I was Buffy, I would definitely go with Breakfast Club. Yeah, start with Breakfast Club. Actually, yeah, skip skip Pretty in Pink. Yeah, a lot of the movies from that time period are not the best. So, yeah, I love this whole scene with Buffy and how comfortable she and Kendra are getting with each other. Yes. I know it's so good. And they we're going to we're they're going to get even more comfortable with each other and I just I love that. Yeah, there's the thing about I was thinking when I was rewatching this episode for for the episode, I was thinking just how much like Kendra and apparent well apparently in Kendra's village like they know that she's the slayer apparently. Oh no, we're going to talk about this in like 2 minutes. Yes, okay. I for I couldn't remember exactly where it fell, but yeah. We have like a bit with Xander and then we're going to go back to it. Okay, okay, cool. Flipping through the book, Xander finally locates their assassin with a I am the Bugman, cuckoo cuckoo. <laughs> a reference to I am the Walrus, written by the Beatles for their 1967 television film Magical Mystery Tour. When asked about the song, John often said he was inspired by two different LSD trips as well as Lewis Carroll. Yeah. According to the book, he can only be killed when in his disassembled state. Turning to Cordelia, Xander explains that disassembled means when he's in his itty bitty buggy parts. 
She knows what disassembled means, dorkhead. Dorkhead. She cuts him with her words. Back in the office, Kendra remarks how different Buffy's life is from her own. The things she has, friends, school, family. Kendra has always been taught that those are distractions. Wait, even family? Kendra explains how her parents gave her to her watcher when she was very young. So young that she doesn't remember them. The calling is taken very seriously by her people and her parents. That they thought they were doing the right thing for her and the world. Okay. Hold on. So we're going to talk about this, like I said. Wasn't Kendra just getting on Buffy about people knowing she was the Slayer? Yeah. And here Kendra is saying her parents obviously knew she was a potential, that her whole community knows of the calling and what it means. So yeah, I don't think your identity is all that secret either, babe. This, Kendra's, Kendra's whole thing with, like, with her, like, her people and stuff being the Slayer, like, that whole thing reminds me a lot of the Jedi yes so like she's she was recognized early which it sounds like most slayers are recognized when they're young and sent to train so like that whole thing really does remind me of how the jedi work but yeah like her people know but she doesn't she's not allowed to have a relationship i think that's the difference between what buffy has with her group of people and Mm -hmm. what Kendra has like it's one thing to know that you are this person and that you are like she has power she has a destiny she has these abilities but she's not allowed to actually interact with the people who know who and what she is so it's an honor that she is the slayer but nobody else is allowed to be around her and nobody else is allowed to be close to her because she's a slayer so it's a really it is a really interesting thing where you know that these people know who and what you are, mm-hmm. but you're not allowed to actually know the people that know you. Yeah. I need more of that. I need more of that kind of, of thing. Kendra tells Buffy that she doesn't feel bad about it, so she shouldn't either. Buffy just remarks that it sounds very lonely, which starts Kendra on emotions and how Buffy shouldn't entertain them as they only detract from her ability to do her job. Buffy tells her she's wrong, that her emotions are her strength, total assets. Kendra says she doesn't see it that way. Buffy says that explains it. Explains what? Well, when they were fighting, Kendra was amazing. Flawless. But in the end, she would have kicked her butt. And you want to know why? No imagination. Is that so? Kendra's polishing of the knife she's handling suddenly gets more aggressive. (laughs) Buffy continues. Oh, she knows so. To be the best, you have to be able to adapt. Go with the flow. Improvise. Don't get her wrong, though. Kendra totally has potential. Potential! Now brandishing the knife, she steps closer to Buffy. She could wipe the floor with her. Here and now, basically nose to nose with Kendra, Buffy smiles. Does she feel that? That fire inside her? That's anger. A slayer needs that. Xander comes in to grab a book and Kendra once again goes silent. (laughs) Buffy guesses dating isn't big with her watcher either. Kendra says she's not permitted to speak to boys. Yeah, unless she's pummeling them. Wait a minute. Willie. Kendra asks if Buffy thinks he might help. And Buffy says she thinks they'll make him. Since Buffy mocks Kendra's accent in this scene, it's probably a good time to talk about it. Yes. And how much Bianca Lawson hated it. I can, yep. Yep. Apparently, it was a last-minute addition, like two nights before they started shooting. And so she didn't really have any time to prepare or get it right. And when she tried to use proper Jamaican dialogue and slang, 
everyone said she couldn't be understood. So kind of like Robert Pattinson with Twilight. Yeah. However much you hate Kendra's accent, I can assure you, you do not hate it more than Bianca Lawson. Yeah, it is. It's so bad. And I really feel for Bianca having to having to deal with that because of how bad it is. I mean, she tried. Like I, like I said, she did try. I want to say, is it Patoy? I don't know how to pronounce it, but the actual Jamaican dialect. But they were like, no, nobody can understand you. So it became this bastardized thing and Bianca, Bianca hated every second of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think I think it would have been just better to not go with an accent. Yes, absolutely. Or even like a British accent or something that was, you know not quite so much of a parody. I mean, yeah, you could have gone with British or French, depending on if you wanted her to be, I mean, I know they wanted her to be Jamaican, but if you wanted her to be more African, you could have done British or French because there was a lot of colonization. Yes. That went on over there. So I know, I don't know if it's Kenyan. There is a certain accent that's like sounds French. Yeah. Yeah. So it would have been, yeah. Something else would have. Especially having like the watchers around. Yeah. Like it would make sense that if she was raised by her watcher, she would have picked up a more British sort of speech pattern. Yeah. But okay. That is what it is. It is what it is. It's awful. We all acknowledge it. Let's just move on. Move on to poor Angel. Yep. Never thought you would say that. Move on to poor Angel. (laughs) Move on to poor Angel. Still tied up. Still being toyed with by Drusilla. Ready to pour yet another bit of holy water on him. She tells him to say uncle. Oh, right. He killed her uncle. Spike comes down, then interrupting their playtime and saying it's time to head off to church. (laughs) Drew shows him how the holy water makes pretty colors and Spike doesn't care. Doesn't really care. Says he'll see him dead soon enough. He's never been one for the pre-show. That's too bad. Angel looks at Spike and says, that's what Drew always liked best, isn't it? Drew tells him to shh, calling him a bad dog, but also (laughs) looking like he's not entirely wrong as he continues, telling Drew that he should let him talk to Spike, give him some pointers, because Drew, she likes to be teased, and the way she was touching him just now, telling it tells him that she's wanting, that something is lacking between the two of them. Having just about enough of him, Spike (laughs) breaks apart of the bed, going to stake Angel. Drew stops him, and Spike immediately realizes what Angel's been up to, trying to get him to kill him before the ritual, so that his girlfriend, Rebecca of Sunny Hell Farm, and all her friends will be spared Drew's coming out party but no he's gonna do this proper kill him slow and unleash hell upon this town the nickname spike gives to buffy rebecca of sunny hell farm is a play on rebecca of sunnybrook farm a 1903 children's novel by kate douglas the story has been adapted several times for stage and screen including the 1938 movie starring shirley temple though that was a very loose adaption of the source material yeah yeah that one was a little yeah Cute, but very loose adaption. Very loose. But speaking of Buffy, she and Kendra are currently beating up Willie and trying to get him to talk. He swears he doesn't know where Angel is. Okay, then what about this ritual? What has he heard? Nothing. He's heard nothing. Kendra yells for Buffy to just hit him already. (laughs) And Buffy looks at Willie. What can she say? Kendra enjoys hitting people. Willie says he might have heard something about the ritual, but that he'd need to take them there. Great. Buffy pulls him away from the wall she just slammed him into. Let's go. Kendra says first they need to return to her watcher. What? 
They don't have time for that. They need to go now, but it's procedure. Buffy doesn't care about procedure. She cares about saving Angel. Kendra says it's as she thought. He clouds her judgment, gets in the way. Buffy tells her again that if they don't hurry, Angel could die. He's a vampire. He should die. Kendra doesn't get why she's the only person that sees that. Disgusted, Buffy pushes Willie out the door in front of her while Kendra mutters a good riddance. There's one thing, like, one thing about, like, one thing, you know, to to go against, again, to go against Kendra, is it's not even Buffy needing to save her boyfriend. You're wasting time. You know that this ritual is going to restore Drusilla back to her. Yeah. So you're going to waste time going back to the Watcher, let him know what they found out, and then, like, if Angel dies, that means Drusilla is back to her full health. Yeah, you're like you're wasting time on both ends. Yeah. Like even if you're yeah, like even if you're concentrated on stopping Drusilla, then you're wasting time before you stop Drusilla. Yeah. Like it's it's you know, it makes sense that you know where they're at, so go to there and stop the ritual cuz that's what this whole thing is. Like Buffy said, their two things mesh. They know that, you know, she wants to save Angel and, you know, Kendra wants to stop the ritual. So it makes sense to go to where the ritual is to stop the ritual, which saves Angel. Yes. And where they're going is ye old church. Willie leads Buffy there and directly into a trap, delivering her to the order and some of Spike's minions, technically helping two people at once. He got Buffy to the church like she wanted, and he got Spike the Slayer like he wanted. Don't say your pal Willie never comes through for you in a pinch. Looking at them all, Buffy realizes she might be in a tad over her head. In another part of the church, the ritual has started. Spike in heavy black gloves swinging about an incense burner as he recites passages from the text. At the front, near the altar, Drusilla and Angel stand tied together, their hands touching. Spike grabs the Dulac cross and we see it holds a dagger, telling us that from the blood of the sire she is risen and from the blood of the sire she shall be reborn. Spike stabs Drew and Angel through their hands, a bright light emanating from the puncture site. Angel looks to be in excruciating pain while Drew... Well, Drew looks like she's enjoying this a little too much. Well, yeah, that's Drew for you. (laughs) The doors open and Willie strides in along with the Order, the Vampires, and Buffy. Willie tells Spike that he has his slayer and Spike basically wants to know if Willie is mental. (laughs) He brought her here. He said he wanted her. Yeah, in the ground. (laughs) No, Willie is certain the bounty was for dead or alive. Buffy isn't really paying attention to this exchange, her gaze fixed on Angel. She mutters his name and Spike's attention turns to her. Yeah, it pains him too seeing Angel like that. But in five minutes, he'll be dead, which means he has something Buffy doesn't. And what's that? Five minutes. (laughs) He orders the cop, who we finally learn is named Patrice, to kill Buffy. But it is not to be, for Kendra arrives! Here to kick butt. Buffy gets away from the assassin, and she and Kendra both head for Spike, who wants to know what in bloody hell is going on. (laughs) I love his confusion. (laughs) Buffy and Kendra tell him that it's his lucky day. Two slayers, no waiting. They each hit up for a full-blown fright makes out. The two of them, Spike, the assassins, and the vampire minions. Thankfully, it looks like Kendra brought the cavalry, and Giles takes out one of the vampires with a crossbow. Okay, so th- like this goes back to what we were just talking about. Yes. In the time that Willie got 
Buffy to the church mm-hmm. and handed her over to the order and they walked into the church. Kendra went back to the library, told them what was going on. They somehow magically figured out what church this was because they weren't there when Willie took Buffy. Mm-hmm. And they got to the church. Mm-hmm. This church must be right next to Sunnydale High. Remember what we were remember what we were talking about in Inca Mummy Girl? Oh, I know. I know. But like this is this is like extreme. Yeah, no, this is this is this is this is um this is Marcy levels of t- of traveling bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. No, this is this is definitely yeah. <laughs> and it's not like and it's not like we all have cell phones with GPS right now. Mm-hmm. Kendra and Spike fight. Buffy goes one-on-one with the assassin lady. Giles and Willow fight the remaining vamp. And Xander lures Norman into the hall where Cordelia is waiting with some glue on the floor. As the bugs get stuck in the glue, Xander and Cordelia stomp on them. Very satisfying. That was a that was a very brilliant move. It's a brilliant move, and that is just some goddamn therapy right there. Yes, yep, yep. I am totally with Cordelia and her whole die bugs die. Yeah, yeah. No, she she deserves every ounce of that. Anyway, Buffy and Kendra switch opponents, and Spike is okay with that. He'd rather be fighting Buffy anyway. Eventually, she throws him over a few pews and goes to save Angel, pulling out the dagger and tossing it to the side. Willie tries to make his exit, which really he should have done like three minutes ago. He should have done it the minute he got everywhere, everyone where they needed to be. Yeah, or like the minute Kendra burst in. Yeah. Just the moment there was a distraction, get out the door. Yes, Willie, what are you doing? Spike grabs him. Willie is very lucky that a moment later, Drew winds Spike's name. Otherwise, Spike was going to kill him. But as Drusilla is in distress, everything else gets forgotten about and he runs to her side, tossing Buffy away from her and Angel. Willow and Giles stake the last vamp, and Kendra keeps going with the assassin who nicks her shirt with a knife, slashing a hole in it. And oh, does that make Kendra mad. (laughs) That was her favorite shirt. (laughs) That's a very Buffy moment. Feeling the fire Buffy pointed out earlier, she tosses the assassin into a wooden support beam, breaking it. Kendra then rejoins the group as Spike lights a torch and tosses it on some cloths, setting a fire that separates them from him, Angel, Drew, and Buffy. Grabbing Drew, he says it's time for them to go, and he hopes that whatever bit she got from the ritual was enough. They begin to make their exit, but Buffy grabs the incense burner, swinging it about before launching it at the wall above Spike's head, a move that causes the organ loft to come crashing down upon him and Drew. Everything finally over, she runs to free Angel. They have a moment staring into each other's eyes, and then Kendra runs over, helping Buffy to get him out, the church continuing to burn around them. Oh, look, another burning building. God. (laughs) I mean, I guess Angel wasn't wrong when he makes a comment about following the fire trucks. Yeah. 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 (laughs) The next day... Or maybe a few days later, who knows? Time has no meaning in this universe. We return to Sunnydale High, where Oz is getting some animal crackers from the vending machine. He offers Willow some as she joins him, and she refuses but asks how his arm is. Suddenly painless. She asks if he can play guitar okay still, and he says, not well, but, like, not worse either. So, you know. As they walk, Willow takes the animal cracker box, opening it for him and saying that she never got to thank him. Oh, oh no, don't don't thank him. It makes him get all red and then he has to bail. It's not pretty. Pulling a monkey from the box, he asks Willow if she's ever noticed that the monkey is the only animal that gets to wear clothes. Do the other animals feel ripped off by that? He interrupts his thoughts to tell her that she has the sweetest smile he has ever seen before continuing. So the hippo, right? Do you think he ever asks where his clothes are? Because he has hippo dignity. But no, the monkey is just a uh, amacuous man monkey pants. <laughs> 
The monkey is French. Oh, all monkeys are French. <laughs> so there's a rumor that most of that conversation was ad-libbed by Seth and Allison. Yes. But everything up to hippo dignity is in the script. Yeah. So it's just the monkey pants and monkeys being French part that was ad-libbed, but it is still completely adorable. The um the line about I mock you I mock you with my pu- my monkey pants was an Allison line. Aww. She yeah, she came up she came up with that. He he talked about that in an interview on on something else. They're so cute. They are super cute. They are the cutest couple in the entire series. But I mean, it it helps I think that Seth and Allison have known each other forever. Exactly. There's so, so their yeah. chemistry is like off the charts because they were like super best friends yeah. even before they started on yeah. the show. Yeah. So they that's why yeah, that that's why when it comes to couples on this series, the two of them have the best chemistry. Oh yeah. And they're the most believable. They are. I, just, I love them so much. I know. I mean, you guys know I also love Willow and Tara, I but do, I just, yeah. I do love Willow and Oz. Yeah, like I, I, like I hate, like I hate the things that are going to happen to the couple down the line. Yes. You know, several times things happen to them, but you know, I do love, I do love that she eventually gets together with Tara, but I will always forever be in love with, you know, I like to think that there is a, a universe where, the two of them ended up happy together. Absolutely. There's a universe without shrimp. There's a universe where where Willow and Oz lived happily ever after. Yes. And you know what? There's a universe where Willow, Oz, and Tara live happily ever after. I want to go to that timeline. I know. I like the po- I like the polyam timeline. Somebody needs to find me, Doctor Strange. We need to go to that timeline. Yes, yes. <laughs> Cordelia heads down the hall, but seeing Xander, she immediately turns to go the other way. He catches up and says... They need to talk before pulling her into a home ec room. What happened? They don't have to run every time they see each other. It's not like it's going to happen again. Cordelia agrees, telling him not to try it again. He didn't try it in the first place. And even if he did, the memory of her lips, they start with the arguing again. Once again in each other's faces until more kissage and more romantic music. (laughs) I love the cheesy romantic music. Outside, Buffy walks with Kendra, who thanks her for the new shirt. It was very generous. Buffy says it was no problem, and it looks better, well, on her. But she's welcome anyway. Heading towards Kendra's cab, Buffy goes over with her once more what is going to happen when she gets to the airport. She gets on the plane with her ticket. Kendra knows, but doesn't think that counts as traveling undercover. Whatever. She should enjoy herself. She's earned it. Get in her seat, eat her peanuts, watch the movie. Unless it's about Chevy Chase or a dog. She opens the door to get in and Buffy stops her. She just wants to thank her for helping to save Angel. Kendra says she is not telling her watcher about that, (laughs) that the whole slayer in love with a vampire is just too unbelievable. But between the two of them, Angel is pretty cute. Yeah, maybe they won't fire Buffy for dating him. Kendra says she always does that. Does what? Talks about slaying like it's a job, but it's not a job. It's who she is. Buffy asks if she got that from the handbook and Kendra says no. She got it from her. Buffy says she guesses she can't fight it. She's a freak. She's not the only freak. No, not anymore. She moves as if to hug Kendra and Kendra shuts it down. (laughs) She doesn't hug. Getting into the cab, she closes the door and the driver takes off, Buffy standing there waving. For our final scene, we head back to the church, or really it's charred remains. the rubble we see spike's gloved hand twitch as drusilla pulls his soot covered body from the mess she tells him not to worry 
but she'll get him all better again, just like her. And then in both an awesome and terrifying image, we see Drew carry him from the church. So two things. One, this was originally the episode where Spike was supposed to die. Yep. Kind of easy to see given how the fight in the church ended. But due to popularity, as we all know, he was kept around. And so they put him in a wheelchair instead. Two... The script really emphasizes how strong Drusilla is now. How she lifts Spike like a toy and relishes the power. But we never really see this change in Drusilla moving forward. No. Like, she's not as bedbound as she was when first introduced. But she's still very out there and deferring to Spike. At at least until Angelus returns. Yeah, I think in some... I think, I think the thing was, the ritual wasn't complete. I mean, so, that is that is very possible. Yeah, so I think she is not as weak as she used to be, but, you know, she's not completely back to normal. True. And I mean, no, obviously not. Like, she's not completely back to normal. The ritual wasn't complete, like we just said. But, like, the script very much emphasizes she lifts Spike like a toy. She is relishing this power. So the way the script ends, it almost makes you, it almost makes it seem like you're going to see a change yeah. in the dynamics yeah. for the second half of the season and that Drusilla is going to be the one in charge. And that never happens. Yeah. So that's just, that's my thing is I'm like, it's weird that you set up this whole thing where it's like, Drew's now uber powerful and like, she's going to be helping Spike and it's just a line we don't really follow. Yeah. I mean, again, there's so many things that they set up that they don't. Oh, absolutely. To or complete. But that is it. That is What's My Line, part two. Uh, Thank you all for listening and make sure you join us next time when we take on season two, episode 11, Ted. With our special guest. As as we said, we will have a very special guest. Oh, I can't wait till he he gets to join us on this. It's going to be it's going to be interesting. He's got stuff planned and I have no idea what it is. We are we are all in the dark. Apparently there's going to be something with sound effects. I'm so excited. So, <laughs> until then, uh, check out our various social media channels, all of which will be listed in the show notes. And if you like the show and you want to let us know it, you can subscribe rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts or write to us directly at thewatchersdiaries at gmail.com. Bye. Bye.